Frothy's Trial Week 2 Review Show. Daggy and Barney with you once again. Just, uh, I was going to say, was it five sleeps? Five sleeps until <laughs> NRL. My math's no good. Uh, five sleeps until NRL 2024 kicks off officially in Vegas. We're going to preview that later on. Uh, we've seen, by now, seen just about everyone roll out just about everyone they can. Close to a first grade squad, yeah. So as per last week, we're going to just touch on each and every trial and see what's come out of them. And obviously two of them you can't take anything out of, apart from you know, Barney might pick out a couple of good-looking young I'll tell you right now, I eyes. didn't watch the Brisbane Manly game. I did not watch one minute of it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't gone good. back and Makes looked at replays or tools. anything. So. Uh, so beyond that, we'll <laughs> the games that matter we're, we're going to get into. We've got some Supercoach chat now. We've had... Uh, a month for it all to marinate and to see potentially who's going to get the key last few spots. That'll be a separate show on the podcast feed as well as on YouTube. And, of course, we're going to preview uh, round one, at least the first two games, the Vegas games, and talk about that later on. How do you find this weekend of footy? Yeah, some very interesting games, a few different tactics across a few different squads, the way that they, they lined up for these games. But um, it was probably two... Ultra impressive teams that I thought coming out of this weekend that um, really looked good on both sides of the ball. So, and you well, if if we're doing our stocks, and everyone hold on to it, given apparently it's every other show does them, so I'm going to flick it. Uh, who are they? Can I guess Melbourne's one of them? Yeah, Melbourne looked very impressive. Their forward rotation looked a lot better than yeah, I expected. Yeah, they fantastic. And um, Parramatta for mine were probably mm. the team of the weekend. Um, they looked very impressive ball in hand and their defence was probably much better than I saw at different times last year, especially once the ball got out a bit wider. Um, they were fairly dominant and probably up against a team that wasn't throwing huge amounts of um, attack at them. But uh, I thought they were ultra-impressive Parramatta for the first at least 40 to 50 minutes of that game. I, I agree with both of that. I, um, of the games I saw, obviously was booked up all weekend with cricket, but um, managed to catch up on most of it. Uh, in the interest of time, I didn't watch the, the Brisbane game either, no. full disclosure, and I was flicking between everything that was on Friday night for the first, um, <laughs> yeah. the South-Sydney game there, um, South versus Sydney game there. Yeah, let's just knock over, not a great deal of news, obviously, apart from injuries. Uh, poor old Tom Gilbert, ACL, yes. gone for the year, big loss for the Dolphins. Um, so thoughts with him and his recovery, he's had a rough time. His whole career, really, but last three uh, have not been great. Uh, Cohen Hess is having scans on a knee, but doesn't look great. I think it's going to be seasoning by any means, but I haven't seen an update. Uh, the rests are all little bits and pieces. Uh, Laurie was holding his ribs, should be right for round one. Nico should be fine after being rested. Uh, obviously, no Schuster in Vegas, but we sort of knew that was coming. Expected to be fit for round two, though, from, from everything coming from the club. But okay. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and Simonson, AJ, both got knocked out and are being monitored. You know, 10-day yeah. turnaround, longer than 10-day turnaround, hopefully. Should be Should fine. Be okay. Sivo uh, copped the three-week suspension. Yes, he did. Uh, lastly, Taruva is hopeful of round one or for his knee. Okay. Left the field. Uh, Didn't look great. England. No, but apparently he's not as bad as first feared. Yes, a uh, bunch of fines and Sivo three weeks for a nasty shot uh, mm. on AJ, cleaning him up. Got him pretty clean mm. <laughs> with the shoulder. Um, I thought it might have been two, but three. He does have a bit of a history. I oh, know they don't actually doesn't carry over anymore, does it? No. But it was pretty bad. In another world, it could have been more, but yeah. Mm. 
And, um, yeah, Brimson was looking really um, sharp up until that point as well. He was looking great um, to the point where, um, spoilers, he's, well, he's in my Supercoach team, but now he's dual. Yeah. Um, I think he's very much on the menu, but we'll save that. Any other takeaways from the weekend before we go game by game? Oh, not as an overall, no. Not really. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll save the yeah, teams until go game by game, game so by everything game. else we'll, we'll yeah. get into. The game, the round kicked off with uh, 46 to 10, the South youngsters beating up the... No, the, the other way around, Roosters yeah. youngsters <laughs> beating up the South youngsters. Um, as I said, I was flicking during this one. Uh, mm-hmm. There looked to be some nice plays along the way, which I saw, but did anything catch your eye of this game? Uh, not a not a huge lot on South end. I thought um, Braden Burns did a pretty decent job um, being realistically the only first grader out there. Looked a bit better than most of his teammates. Um, young Gray, who played at hooker, had mm-hmm. some really nice touches early in the game for them. And um, the front rower um, is another Gray. I'm not even sure if they're related, but he, he had a pretty good game for South Sydney. But their standout for mine was probably the... Um, the winger that was up against, um, is it T. Hawa yeah, from South Tihawa, Sydney? Yeah. Um, he had a really good running battle with um, the his opposition winger, which uh, I think it's Dom Young's brother on from the Roosters side. And, um, yeah, it put some nice yeah, defensive uh, shots yeah. on. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, South Sydney were pretty un- underwhelming. It wasn't a... Obviously, it was a, a game with a lot of young, young guys in there and it never really reached any great heights, but... The Roosters got on a roll there for a good half an hour and their um, their back row was just dominant. There's some young guys in there that you'll see over the next few years that look fantastic in this game. Beautiful. Um, just quickly for the sense of completion, uh, Gromick, 116 supercoach points. For Ketty, 77. William, 69. Moriarty, 68 for the Chooks. And for the Bunnies, French, 64. Braden Burns to get 58. Maloney, 48 and 47 to... Um, Gray, the prop, uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, C Ross and Focchetti uh, were fantastic for the Roosters in the back row. You mentioned the fullback; he was um, involved in everything. At the um, his support play was tremendous, and um, yes, the, the, the Roosters were very dominant. Uh, again, it all means nothing given that everyone else was in. I'm sure yeah, it's very you, promising for the New South Wales Cup. Two in or three of these guys get a one or two games during the year due to injury and suspension, but you're not going to see many of them running out. Friday night proper kicked off 12-6. The Sharks over the Bulldogs at Belmore once again. And are you doing stats or am I just reading out a few things? No, here? no, I didn't put any stats down. I just went the same way as we did with the first trial, yep. to be honest. They were... Um, well, let's kick off here. I thought the first – it was an odd game because the first 20 minutes, Sharks completely, completely, completely dominated the middle mm-hmm. uh, and it was like grave concerns for the Bulldogs pack sort of being up against a proper first grade pack for me. But they, they wrestled their way back into the game throughout the mm. um, the back end of that first half. I do think 12-6 flat, and I think the score could have been much more – well, they took Brayley off the after about 24 minutes yeah. and the whole middle, that whole <laughs> push through the middle of the field just completely stopped. It was basically after that try, I think they took him off. And, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the service out of the middle of the field was completely different. But, um, yeah, tough physical battle in the forwards. The, the, the doggies aimed, forwards aimed up pretty well, I thought, for a big part of this game. Um, my biggest takeaway was the absolute... Uh, direction that the Sharks went. And I think they had about three plays where they tried to put an attack on in the entire game. 
they did not look to spread the ball at all during the game. For mine, they looked like they were using it as a as a warm up, like a contested physical battle for their forwards in the middle of the field, and that was about it. Yeah. And Trindle to practice his kicking, long kicking into the corners, and they they you know, attempted a couple of forty twenties, but there was no. They put one wraparound play on, which Crichton absolutely iced <laughs> Kennedy at the back. Wasn't you didn't see it again. You didn't see change of angles. You didn't see short balls inside or outside. It was just straight through the middle of the field for the entire eight minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. Doggies looked okay at times with the with their shifts. They were pretty willing to throw the ball around, but um, never really troubled the Sharks' defenses too often. Apart from Ramian charging out of the line a couple of times, which did worry me <laughs> a few times. But he does have a tendency of doing it. And when it works, it's fantastic. But yeah, it causes problems when he when he doesn't hit his man, obviously. Yes. Uh, I guess what you really do is just tick off the sharks forwards and say they all got through the work well enough. Hayes did his usual job. Uh, so did all of them. Can't really knock any of them. A couple of the tries were a couple of nice um, changes of direction and mm. um, decent enough build ups. But as you said, more of a contested training session for them, which I feel like is how they've treated all Both the pre-season. The trials, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bulldogs, the backs got through a decent enough amount of work. Poor old Blake Taff had a, a night to forget. <laughs> yeah, about fifteen minutes stretch in, there. In yeah. about eight minutes at one point in the start of the second half. But um, you can't take a great deal out of – I don't think you can take a great deal out of – you can give Sherry and Wilson – Sherry another tick, I guess, if he's going to be there. He made some tough yards out of the back. I don't know if he mm, will be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Wilson, a couple of errors. but And I imagine Karaz is lurking somewhere in the background anyway. Uh, weird, uh, yeah, he probably had to do something, but Tav Crichton just played 20 minutes. I know he's coming back from some niggles and whatever, mm. but it's odd just as a centre to just have yeah, 20 minutes touch a ball three times. <laughs> well, probably even just say get and have a run a couple of times because yeah. he, I think he might touch a ball three times. Uh, and as you said, it was fine defensively, but you can't really take anything out of that. No, the big takeouts of mine for the Bulldogs were um, Sam Hughes again. Um, limited minutes, but was very strong carrying the ball through the middle of the field. Um, Jacob uh, Preston just yeah, went back to doing what yeah. he did, what he did all last year. He was one of their best players on the field. And I thought Karen had a fantastic influence when he came on. His defence was strong. He was busy around in and around the ball and created a few problems in the middle of the field. Um, you mentioned Hazelton. I thought Hunt and Rudolph both did a pretty good job too through yep. the middle of the field there when they were they were working that way. Um, Mahoney was decent with his passing and running game, but it seemed to. The fraction off um, again. Uh, I don't know. What the younger fella seemed to add a bit more energy when he came on again. Uh, when they brought on the the young hooker to replace him. I don't know what to make of Reed because I watched the first game and then all the big hoo ha about how he didn't quite handle the captaincy. Even by he, I think he came out and said that he was a bit not up to scratch. And and I was thinking, okay, um, this might be a year where he gets back to para form, but he just never really got going. Mm. I don't know, his service at times was okay. A couple of nice crash. Attempts, but yeah, he, he, he works pretty he hard. Works in defense, defense, but he, giving, he gives away and he gives away mm. six penalties a game. So, well, um, so it, it's hard to really want to sink my teeth into him, even from a super coach point of view. I think where, whereas I thought that might he might be someone that's just completely off in pod land that you could yeah, go yeah, and grab. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't yeah, I really find Trindle's kicking too. game was pretty decent, but didn't really, as I said, they didn't really fire too many shots in attack, and. Um, Burton's bomb hasn't gotten any smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I think he put up about three in a row in the space of ten minutes, and 
Katoa wanted absolutely nothing Lacking to do with up. two of them. <laughs> and Kennedy wasn't real keen to get under the third <laughs> one either. So <laughs> they just sit up there and spile around and do all sorts of weird stuff yeah. when he gets them up there, off the, when he puts them up that eye. Um, I think you've summed up most of the key talking points I had. Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll know next week, but I'm convinced Sexton's trying out for 14 because mm, he did nothing but way. run. He came on and just ran and did great again, like really straightened him up. But there was no other intent beyond him just getting into the line, getting in the line. Yeah, no, yeah. And I think he must have just been told, look, we'll try at 14, so you're going to be doing some so I'm pretty some sure he's runs. been told Hutchinson's got the first month and then we'll reevaluate re yeah, it. which will yeah. mean he'll play 20 minutes for... And if, if he's going to play like this, he's capable of changing games uh, in and around that half time. Get, yeah, in and around tired forwards yeah. and stuff so like that. I, yeah. Given just how obvious it's been for two games now, it, it has to be the plan. I'm, I'm saying Hutchinson so. did seem a bit. He was, a bit off uh, was nowhere near as good as he was in the first trial. Obviously, different opposition and whatever, but um, it didn't. He wasn't going into the line the way he was in the like straightening the attack the way he was in the first trial game. So. Going right back to our preview, what we've seen two weeks, uh, pretty happy to sit by what we've said about the, both these teams. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, the, sh the Sharks not showing any attacks a little bit concerning, but they've shown it for two years, so you know it's there somewhere. <laughs> it's just a and way Nico of, wasn't you know, there. You know Nico's going to come back in two weeks at um, points bet, and off we go. So. But their forwards were probably a fraction stronger than I saw out of them last year, so yeah, that's a, that's a tick for the Sharks. and. The dogs have definitely improved in the middle of the field, which has been their biggest um, problem for the last two years. So um, I don't know if it's big enough to get them, you know, up into that clump. I think maybe maybe the bottom of that clump, but I still think they, they might be, you know, pushing around the top of that bottom four. Yeah. Yep. Not much more to add there. We kicked off Saturday in Fiji with 28-10 uh, Melbourne Avenue, Newcastle. And I think this was flattering to Newcastle. Yeah, uh, for what could be at the start, but a pretty dominant performance from the Storm. Mm -hmm. um, Harry played big minutes. A few Harry was didn't. fucking um, tremendous. And I, of all teams, and I know the Melbourne Storm, so you can't really be Harry too shocked. Harry was just playing games at different times during this match. But if you were, if you're looking for anything from the Storm, you, you got exactly what you wanted to see in this game, didn't you? Yeah. Like he was dummy and left, dummy and right, dummy into the full, the halfback, and then giving it to the halfback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was just doing some seriously silly shit at different times, just to throw to play games with the opposition. But um, Hughes had a pretty good game. Uh, did Pez it again? Um, very impressive young fella. He considering is he's a genuine, in the genuine first grader. Looks like that. I uh, obviously he's lurking, and throughout the year he's going to get. He's probably end up playing 12 or 14 first grade games because. There's origin, injury, blah de blah. Can cover both he's, he's on cover for both halves. Gosh, he's a good player. He's just a good player. Very smart. Um, what do you have? Two or three tries this year. He just dug in the line. He's got a very solid open, kicking like, game. Open yeah. holes up to gaping size and put him through. It was yep. very impressive from him. The ball movement between the the nine seven and then to the blokes out wide was very smooth at different times during this game. Yeah. The way that the, the the ball got across the back line so quickly and into into good positions, um, and the defence was pretty strong in the middle, which was um, which was good to see. You, I, I think we because last year was always a concern that and the edges. Considering Nelson injured. wasn't there as well, but you you probably forget how good Christian Walsh is, mm. and I think you notice yeah, you, having Kamakamika and Walsh all year is going to be massive for the Storm. One of them, Kamikamika, I thought was a big mention in this game. I thought yeah. he had a real good game in the middle of the field. Um, throwing Katoa as well, he had a, a belter. Um, 
Welsh was, yeah, as you said, did everything that he needed to do in the middle of the field. Um, Coates was pretty good again, but he's pretty yeah, solid most yeah. weeks um, when he's out there. Newcastle, for mine, were a bit clunky, ball in hand at different times. They had, that's the thing I was going to say about that, is they had a few, plenty of raids mm-hmm. where the ball ended up in the second row or they tried to push the rainbow instead of hit the man to go through the hands or, like, on just both sides of the field. Took the wrong option. Just went yeah. wrong. And it was, it was, but you're watching it going, you know what, they'll get that right. Yeah, yeah, Like, it's just, it's just execution yeah. in a trial game. You have different guys but come round eight, in. they'll be hitting... Yeah. Kalen will be hitting the bloke or Hastings will be digging to the right depth to get that centre through. And you could see where they're heading. Yep. So, like, again, it's hard to say when you've been sort of comprehensive towed up. But I suppose the defence from Melbourne probably didn't let them no. off the hook either. They did have pretty good line speed and yeah. they were getting in Newcastle's face. But, but from that point of view, when you're one of those ball-in-motion, up-tempo teams, it's one of those things that they always say it takes a few rounds to get clicking. Mm. And you'd see where they're heading. And the days it doesn't hit, it just really stands out compared to when it is all off and going yeah. and it looks so so incredibly good. But um, I thought Thompson was probably close to their best player on the field again. Um, he just seems to be getting better every time he runs out at the moment. And the Siafidi boys would be getting worried about their minutes if, if I was them. All right, Elliot, I thought, looked really strong again in the middle of the field. Yeah. Just that real hard worker, clean-up guy in the middle of the field that they've needed for a few years. Um and now seem to have. And um, Ponga did look sharp uh, mm-hmm. running the ball and physically strong. But, um, yeah, just a couple of wrong options here and there. Yeah. And um, you've got to throw Badman Best in there and Tawala. I think Tawala may have taken that spot now from Jenkins. I thought that's well, his second pretty decent performance. I almost feel like he... Never had, never he, lost he never it. never lost it. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. He was always next in line. And um, he's had two good games now. Yeah. Because you would have seen more from Jenkins in this game, I feel, if you would it was think more so. intent. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Kai Pierce Paul in his back end? Didn't really see. <laughs> well, I was trying to. I was just. I, could, I think I heard his name about three times, and I noticed him once. He, took, so. he half took. He dropped a bomb. He yeah. put on a couple of okay tackles, but I can't recall him. No, there was one. There was actually one pretty solid shot he did put on. Looked like the biggest bloke on the field. So he looks <laughs> he's fucking big and angular, and you, you notice him. You yeah. see him there, and I'm sure but, he's got. Um, I didn't see him come. have much involvement either on either side of the ball. And yeah, probably not a great deal else to talk about. I think you, you hit every point there. I just was ultra, and yeah, you shouldn't be shocked. Jed was pretty good. He was, yeah. And um, if he's fighting out with Lucas. Off the two trials, they'd be pretty close. I know Lucas did have two tries, but Jed just seems to get through that little bit more work, so depends on what they're looking for, I guess. And both as cheapies here, um, interesting for our Well, next, Jed's our about half chat. the price of Lucas, so... Yeah, he's... He'd yeah, be Lucas the, if, he, if he lands... Pretty close to where he's going to be, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I took the... What I took away from this was that um, I think we should all be on notice for Melbourne this year, really. Mm. In any year... I know, it's a trial. It sucks. But, I just um, I just want to see him fall off the perch, even no, if it's just for one year. <laughs> I know, but uh, I, I fall off, goddammit. <laughs> and a lot changes in two weeks, but uh, nah, I think it's scary times ahead. Yeah. Speaking of which, thirty-four twenty-two Warriors over the Dolphins, and geez, the Warriors played the classics in this game. They were physical, and they pulled out just about all their go-to's mm. over the course of the afternoon. They had the crash play for Barnett. They had the Johnson into the line, open up the whole. For the um, back row, they had um, the little dink kick 
across the field, but Dallin wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but normally it had landed on his Dallin, chest. Dallin intercepts one of the classics these days as well. So that, that all, what do you to think, take from this one? Oh, they were brilliant. Um, I think I tipped them in our um, bold prediction show to win the comp last year, and they, everything looks to me that they should have a pretty fair crack at it by the end of the year, as long as um, they don't fall off a cliff. Um, just so physical through the middle of the field. Like, and Egan got out and running early in this match and the, that one, two, three punch with a forward, then a dummy half scoot and then another forward straight up the back of it. They were making 40, 50 metres without really even trying at different times during this game. And then you, get, then you start getting the, your, your backs involved, who are as big and strong as just about any of them in the comp. Like, they've got a massive back line as well. <laughs> They're not small boys out there, so... I thought, um, yeah, the Warriors were fantastic in this game. Yeah, and... and I say that Dolphins weren't bad. Like, Dolphins put up a decent effort as well. It was a pretty good game, realistically. But um, I thought they got blown away early and they, they did it, you know... And it was... They it had wasn't to struggle to get it back was the there. front door blown off. Yeah, it was, they just um, got bashed Barnett, in the middle of the And field. it was Barnett near Corey, probably the two lesser of the Ford pack yeah. on paper, which, you know, we, we've always sort of respected. But they were fantastic in this game. Um, look sharp and quick mm-hmm. and fit, uh, which is what we always look for. Capel, great addition. Man- oh, yeah. Managers always manage to find some broken field in and around. Um, first plate to grab someone when they make a break. Yeah. And just he's, he's a, a, like, the ball's there for the scramble. The they made is... it to that prelim final, you're putting Kurt Capel, who's won three comps, and Roger Tuivasa-Shek, who was absolutely outstanding again. Looked even better when he went to fullback, which yes. <laughs> is interesting. But... Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was um, very, very scary and very. Ominous and Barry as well. looked fantastic. Barry looked like he's well, both, actually. And, and, but, like, well, they're just all huge. Barry's mm, big, Montoya's, Montoya's massive, wide and yeah. huge, and they're just they just belt you. But um, Barry, I've had some raps on him. I did mention that I think he'd be very good attacking player in the last two seasons, and just looks like he's he's a bit he's got that confidence now, and he's he's filled out a little bit, mm-hmm. and he just seems to you know. Um, Seems to be in a pretty good space at the moment, so he's another one that could be worth um, looking at when you start upgrading your Absolutely. centre wings during the year. But um, I thought Egan was fantastic, but only played a few minutes and then was taken off early. Um, the halves look fantastic mm-hmm. at different times. You know, they clocked off a bit. Do you think Luke Metcalf has the, game, the um, inside rail now? Yeah, looked like he looked yeah. as smooth as silk at different times with his ball playing. Yeah. Looked really good on that left edge. Um, and they did play a lot left edge, right edge. Johnson did sort of fold around a couple of times, but yeah. it looked pretty planned that it was going to be a left edge, right edge sort of combination. And, yeah, he looked really silky with some of his passing, um, which I haven't seen from him <laughs> that often before. No. Um but yeah, there were so many of them that you could mention. Um, I thought O'Sullivan looked really good until he got knocked out, obviously, which um, which hurt hurt their um, their options because the middle of the field just completely fell apart until Cody took control at the back end of the game and started Ooh, doing something. I feel like he has to play six for him. Oh, Cody, uh, yeah, the, no, all, he's uh, the only point of attack yeah. now. Especially, well, can't say O'Sullivan going off, but mm-hmm. he feels like their only point of attack. With Sullivan, he's, I think he's a much better option at the moment. Katoa still doesn't look ready. Yeah. Uh, he looks to get flustered very easily and um, uh, when under pressure just makes the wrong decision more times than the right one. So um, that'll come in time. He's apparently very gifted half. has been touted for, for a long time. But, um, yeah, I think he might still be half a season away from being where he needs to be at the moment. 
Um, and Cody looks to me like the bloke who should be there. Um, look, m miles ahead of Katoa. Mm -hmm. Flegler looked awesome. Um, picked up those minutes after <laughs> Gilbert got hurt as well. So, well, um, the, the, he's in the conversation to play lock now. He was their enforcer. Yeah, he was the one that was bashing the front door, like taking it back to the Warriors. And there wasn't many of them that were taking yeah. it back to him. And but he was, he was more than happy to keep charging at him. Um, Nichols did his job like he always does and Wallace I thought had a couple of nice touches uh, towards the back end uh, Lemuelu again another one we mentioned just worked really hard um, but may not get a spot in looks this looks like Bostock's going to and he took the nice, the nice oh, cross Bostock, Bostock looked really good um, uh, he will be starting a wing I'd suggest his ownership will be 50% plus I would imagine yeah. in Supercoach now uh, but, and um, some nice enough combinations Tessie New Herbie Tavare, uh, to, you know, having some decent through a times. Few blokes a couple of times. Well, yeah. we're, we're, it's the age-old question: Where does Avrilo fit? I'm not sure he does fit at the moment. Yeah, unless you're going to use him as a 14, and Katoa goes out of the side, which might be might to be an advantage. You know, Avrilo can play hooker, play hook, can play centre, faster, can fast, can fill in in the half. And if a fullback goes down, he can cover the whole back line. So, yeah. um, perhaps I'd say that's probably the way that they're going. Yeah. They've had two looks at Katoa in these two trials and I can't remember him putting anyone through a hole or creating any sort of any sort of momentum for his team. So I can't remember him doing anything of note in his first grade career to be honest. <laughs> there was one game where he had yeah. a couple of nice kicks and that sort of thing, but yeah, very much just going through the motions. Um uh, anything to talk about? Tessie New looks strong. Um, and they've still got one or two blokes to come back into this side but that didn't play here. But, um, yeah, the Gilbert injury is horrible for mine. I think that changes my look at how I was pretty um, keen on them getting mm. close to the eight. And without Gilbert there, just changes that forward rotation the whole heap. The name's thrown out just reading today, and I think it was in the Herald. Um, re a real possibility Flegler could end up at lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otherwise, you're looking at Ray Stone. If he becomes an 80-minute uh, lock, he's a, he's a buy. Mazir, lay down Mazir for Supercoach. And otherwise, and you know Ray Stone gets through a mountain amount of work if he becomes 80-minute as well. But he's coming off a year off, so it's all, he'll be better for some runs. Ewan Aitken, uh, did he, does he... Oh, he gets his he tick. Yeah, he gets his pass mark like he always Again, does. Again, when they've got a glut of centres, it's hard to see. At his worst, he's as good as anyone, really. Yeah. Even when he plays... No, not. I don't think he does play poorly anymore. <laughs> he no. used to back in the day. He used to have bad games, but yeah. he doesn't have a bad game in him anymore. Um, so on consistency basis, uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I think he probably ends up in that rotation now. As you said, they've got some pretty good options out in the centres. So and, and, uh, and, and you know, a bloke that you got, can shift. They can out of get the away with four middles without with using Flegger at lock with Wallace. Uh, Wallace. Um, the Bromwich boys, and the Nichols, yeah. plus uh, Max Plath, somewhere floating around. He's only young, but he's just see that it's such a tricky thing because when you're trying to balance, um, I think they'll start him at centre. Aiken? I'm still not sure they're sold on um, Tafari. No, 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 I can't imagine Tafari. So can't possibly imagine that. It's whether it's Aiken or Avarillo no, or um, Herbie's picked up an injury, so. The yeah, first I haven't, few heard, weeks how, I haven't heard how bad that is yet. Yeah, Jardy's now training today, apparently, people. Um, the, the trainers reckon he'll be fine. Or the physio has come out and said he reckons he'll be fine for round one, but we'll see. Anything else from this game? No, mate. 
Just for a sense of completion, uh, Mitch Barnett let the Supercoach scores 83 from that game to RTS 77 on the back of his seven-year last week. Near Corey 71, Johnson 63, Metcalf 55. For the Dolphins, Flegler 52, Tessie New 43, same as Cody Nicarima, Bostock 42, Herbie 42. That top five, I imagine, will all be very popular. Perhaps not new, given he's already priced fairly high, but we'll get to that. I'm starting to think we start segmenting Supercoach away from a lot of our chat just because a lot of people don't do it and it's yeah. a bit boring. But, but when yeah. we get into the round proper, as we did last year, I'll, put, I'll just mention the top three scorers in every game and then we just move on and we'll Supercoach will be a different yeah. conversation. Animal. Harry yeah. Grant, 62 for Melbourne. Pezzett, 56. Jerome Hughes, 55. Katoa, 51 for the Knights. Tuala, 48. Ponga, 41. Best, 36. Whatever all that means. Can't take a great deal out of it. Then 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Penrith, the greatest rugby league team of all time, once again fell short in... Don't want to talk about your team? Saturday, oh, Saturday night, night, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was. I don't want to talk about it, but I um, I will. Let's, uh, well, let's clear up Saturday, actually. Let's get right ahead. <laughs> uh, as we've mentioned, I was in the middle of a cricket semi-final, so I've not seen the Brisbane Heights, and I didn't really make an attempt to go back and watch. As I mentioned, I did not watch one second of this game. <laughs> As um, I don't even think there was a bloke that looks like getting anywhere near a first grade squad no. in in either of these teams. So. Now, just for you, for the record, if you've just signed up or you're listening to you just for the first time or watching on YouTube, we are one of the few shows that actually genuinely watch. We will not skip um, any games. Eighty minutes of every game, <laughs> and you know, there's few that, that don't, or you know, try to live off, live and breathe off a four minute highlight reel. We don't, and it doesn't do because no. it doesn't do the game justice. Simple as doesn't, that. Yeah. Uh, so. Half the fact we don't talk about it is because we could both just go have gone and watched a highlight reel, but what's it yeah, mean? Yeah, could have gone and watched a 15-minute mini, mini or, whatever. or whatever it is and then had a look at it, but very very little relevance coming out of this game towards first grade this year and um, I had things to do. But <laughs> generally... It, How dare you? We tell you that right now, if, we, if we've got things to do during the season, we will go back and one, at least one of us will watch the full 80 minutes of the game. And if you need someone to vouch for that, you can speak to my missus. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> she's generally not very happy for about eight months of the year. Yeah. Anyway, 34-18, uh, Dragons beat the Tigers in a terribly, terribly upsetting evening for myself, but... Uh, what do you take away from anything you talk about? Well, the biggest takeaway for mine was the Dragons wanted the contest. They wanted yep. the physicality. They wanted the big hits in the middle of the field. And it looked to me about only 50% of the Tigers were interested in getting involved in that kind of physical altercation in the middle of the field. And they, that's, they blew the front door down in the Tigers, especially early in this match. Sewell was running amok with Jack DeBellin and Laurie going through the middle of the field till Laurie picked up an injury. But... Um, Tigers could not contain that forward pack from the Dragons. Yeah, and it it was very very concerning for me because the well one I'm a Tigers fan, but two it's at least early preseason Tigers of these last few years you get the effort and you get physicality, especially from this we saw last year from this forward pack for ten weeks it's into not the comp, a bad twelve weeks pack. in the comp. Yeah. It's a fantastic forward pack, and they had very little interest in, in being involved in it, and that was the biggest concern. If you don't have the effort now, it's uh, uh, a real worry for what's to come because they're, they're going to pride themselves apparently on that four pack and then trying to kick into corners and making everyone work. And as a result, the lack of effort. I think they missed 39 tackles in the first half and yeah. they were just stuff you see at under eights. Shirt grabbing and lazy shit. And it, it was uh, embarrassing because this is a four, this Dragons four pack is a four pack being quite critical of, but they're up for it. 
And well, it's amazing what happens. It, it, it's amazing what happens when you've got a full, uh, team up for it. Mm. But when Jacob Little starts throwing blokes around, you start going, <laughs> well, we can see which team's more invested in this game. Well, obviously there's... We've all just wrecked him because he played yeah. well enough for the time he was on the field, but... I'm like, sure there's diehard Tigers out there that are making the argument that it's a trial and they didn't want to take the bumps and whatever going into round one. But to be, yeah, that physically dominated throughout a big part of this game, like they did come back towards the back end of the game and started to make a little bit of a game of it and did get a roll through the middle of the field at different times. But for the first 40 to 50 minutes, they were completely cut apart. And the big man, the one that was doing it was Sua. Yeah. It's some of the best form I've ever seen out of him. Like going back to when peak form when he was at the at South Sydney three, four years ago. But um, yeah, he was tremendous in this game. And um, yeah, Sully capitalised on some lazy stuff, but it was very good. We do, you know, we know what we get with him, but we know at his best he can be a world beater. But him and Rubber were just bashing up that side of the field. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't one of them, it was the other one, and they were just making their physical dominance known. Like they were belting over the top of blokes constantly, and then that just leads to you know players left on the ground, players you know not in position for defence, and then they capitalised on it quite well. Yeah, Ben Hunt with the double looked every bit of the controlling halfback that we've seen out of him. Um, Coach Flanagan had a couple of nice touches, but again, sort of disappeared for large chunks of the game where he's just sort of catching and passing and not really getting too involved, just giving it to someone else to do the work. So um, the notables for mine was uh, the Molo brothers were both very good for the for the Dragons. Um, the back five were all good, but Sully, Rava were the standouts that we mentioned, dominating that edge. Look, Jack Bird... And Alanya very well, but yeah. another one like perhaps the right call if they, if they can trust it, their forward pack to get through the work they yeah. need to. He suddenly becomes a, a tackle bus, and he did go offloading centre middle looking for a bit of work yeah. as well. So you know that only adds to it. Yeah. You know if they are sort of struggling there a little bit, he can jump in there for a set and take a couple of hit ups through the middle. But um, looked at, yeah, did look a little bit better on his feet this week. Um, got on the inside and outside shoulder of the defence and caused a couple of problems. Um, Little, you mentioned, looked very good. Mm. Um, and, yes, yeah, it was, was tremendous. For the Tigers, I thought Buller tried his ass off. So did Sullivan, actually. Uh, really tried hard to make a, an imprint on the game, but there, was, yeah. there wasn't there was much around him that helped <laughs> helped a great well, deal. Sullivan, at, at this stage of life, is never going to be a back foot halfback, uh, is he? So he no. did the best he could. Had some nice enough touches. <laughs> the greatest hope for the Tigers Took the ball into the line um, a few times mm. and got smoked. But well, I, I, st- I, I feel like the couple of games you saw for the best for him at the Dragons last year was at 14. When come on and uh, just run in and around that ruck and mm-hmm. maybe sneak a try himself and maybe that's where he ends up. And, and I'm, I'm saying that because I think the only hope of the Tigers at all this year is that Lockie Galvin's the second coming of Brad Fittler. So, uh, <laughs> it's not a little but he looked great. He played... Um, I think he played centre, 5'8", mm-hmm. back row, block at times, and was never out of... Didn't shirk. For an 18-year-old kid, yeah. was, never looked like he was sure of the task. He's big enough, still learning. Um, and was willing to try things. Was was yeah, well, happy to go into the line and try to promote the ball yeah. for other people, which um, Got a couple of kick returns. Kick, mm-hmm. uh, I thought he kicked pretty well, actually. So, And I know Benji's very high on him, so... Heath Mason looked pretty good, do, too. Yeah, another well, half. He was named again um, yeah. at, in the junior fullback team this year, but... 
He had a, he was okay last week. He was as well, buzzing so. around, and I think he jagged a try or close mm. enough to. He was sort of. He know, did, yes, yeah, last few minutes. Pretty nimble um, on his feet, causing a few problems for blokes trying to tackle him. And Pole off the fence was uh, off the bench was good. Yeah, and the other only other forward worth mentioning was Stefano. I thought he was He's great. He was very good. Um, yeah. Limited minutes, but um, when he was on there, he was busting yeah. his ass to to make a make an effort. Yeah, so. the, well, Capoa is not a back rower, so. Oh, and Papali was good early. Um, you, got, you, got, you got owned a bit physically at times. Had a couple of nice runs, but um, yeah, he's jury's out for me. Yeah, well, it's a trial, but and he didn't have his, you know, and Capel never going to be a bloke that's going to go and belt people into next week. You so, do look of it. You do um, look very ordinary getting stagnant ball at, in out of that's a, very true. on the edges yeah, though. When you're just running like a forward hit up. Yeah. And you're on an edge, it does it just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um very little apart from anyone to talk about. Like I said, I thought once the juniors came on and they tried hard and they're all fine and they they keep, you know. I listened to Shane Richardson today talk about how um you know, they're a, a development club, not a recruitment club and they've got good juniors. The forward pack's gonna wanna be a lot better. Yes. Um on that performance they'll struggle to win more games than they did last year. I agree, and that's my biggest concern. I did a thing today. But I expect their forwards to be much better. You did a thing? I did a thing today. Right. Um, I'm slightly thing? sick, but I, um, well, I kept, you know, I became a West Tigers member. Hey. <laughs> they, keep, they keep telling us that we're not allowed to have an opinion without it. So non I've gone and, no, no, ticket, uh, Heritage. Yeah, okay. Two of us, so Mariah mm. and myself, both myself and my, my partner are both West Tigers members now, so Very good. the count's gone back from 6,000 to 6,002 or something, so that's it's, good. It's my first year I signed up this year as well. Um, been meaning to do it for a long time, but never done it. But yeah. From the point of view that we always get told, you know, that opinions without being members, well, we're both club members <laughs> we are. of our clubs, and they do mean, both our clubs mean a lot to us, so Oops. we're supporting Live it. Live and um, buy, die by it. <laughs> there's a fair enough. Parts. Yeah. Um, so I, that included getting the, the Heritage jersey, which is pretty cool, the yeah, first nice. ever jersey. So yeah. yeah, so we're both doing that. I would absolutely be a ticket member, but in a world of um, three girls playing three games of netball a weekend, plus a yeah. young fella playing footy, and doesn't leave a lot of time. 45 minute hour drive to yeah, get to doesn't leave a lot games. of time for me yeah. to get to games. Uh, I imagine, you know, in 10 years' time, if they win some games, I would be on the table. But <laughs> I am officially a West Tigers well, member. Realistically, unless you're using the tickets, you're just wasting money, aren't you? So That's my whole thing. I've been a member for 20 years if um, yeah. I could get every game. But And I really enjoy the games I go to, obviously. Uh, so Still a member. Still a member. Still a member. And I think I get a ticket to the one of the Heritage games. Anyway, um, yeah, Grave... Uh, what am I going to say? Dragons no, are good. Let it go. Said, <laughs> Move just on. feel like I say something positive about the Dragons, but... They what they are what they were. The forward pack does look a lot better this year, so that's something. Which they needed. Seems a lot more aggressive anyway. I'm not sure if it's huge amounts better, but they're definitely a lot more uh, well, on the front. In this foot, game, they're a lot so. more flattered. Let's see them up against uh, Penrith. Yeah, someone is going to smack them back. Suley 79, Sua 70, Ravalawa 68, Ben Hunt 66 for the Tigers. Pole 73 off the bench. Uh, Stefano, 54. Lockie Galvin, 53. Yeah. Then, Sunday morning, 16 to 12. Wigan over the greatest rugby league team of all time. Penrith uh, in an interesting game. Did you get up to watch this or you watched it later? I did get up and watch it. What do you make of it live? And obviously Penrith fans don't take losing well, but the referee was well in their sights. 
I've probably got to say justifiably so in some cases, but they had ample opportunity to win this game, if we're mm -hmm. being honest here. Yeah, absolutely. They had more than enough opportunities. They were dominant through the middle of the field for large parts of the game. The biggest thing uh, that came to mind was uh, the pitch conditions seemed very really wet, did it? not yeah. suit Penrith at mm -hmm. all. Grass cut really short, uh, ground boggy as all <laughs> all get out. Blokes just slipping over left, right, and centre. Penrith really rely on the, the the sharp shifts out to the edges and the the change of directions in and around their um, second rowers, and they couldn't play that kind of football in this game. For mine, I was very surprised after 20 minutes where they didn't just start running in pairs or in groups of three. Yeah, with options inside and outside, and just really going direct, because they were winning that direct battle. And I think if they'd sent a couple of blokes in support every second tackle, there would have been a different game, and they would have really blown open the middle of the Wigan defence, but uh, the Warrington defence. But they were they were they scrambled hard. They they had blokes working uh, in and across the back of the defence, and they picked up Penrith a couple of times when they sort of make half half breaks, and um, they defended their ass off. They. That try, let's be serious. The try was never a try that went up. The <laughs> went double up to movement the, into yeah. the whatever. How it went up, even given a try, <laughs> let alone seeing that. And way how it wasn't pulled back for a double it. movement penalty what was it afterwards. Exactly. The bloke had four cracks at it. He still didn't make the line. Yes. So it's either a no try or it's a penalty. Yes. <laughs> it can't no. be a try. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're a Penner fan, you deserve to be upset about that. Yeah. You deserve to be upset about the Liam Martin strip in the last few minutes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, which was should have been completely fair. Yes. Uh, and there was another call. Well, the Taylor May try at the end. Whereas, I, I, I can't get Went up no that. try, fair enough. What are you so, going to do? You, know, I can't, yeah, you couldn't yeah. see it hit the ground. It had to land on something, but for mine it did look like his arm was sort of tucked halfway up behind his back. So I'm not sure a piece of the ball did hit the line. Yeah. Um, I absolutely 100% understand that, that call. You also do have to realise that Warrington were a half a step away from Bevan French scoring under the post. Yes. With six minutes to go and then blowing it out to an eight-point game. Uh, what yeah, was yeah. It, Sorry, a, yeah, a ten-point lead and yep. game's over. Um, like he was half a step offside on tackle zero to put that chip in behind. Yeah. <laughs> like that was, you know, you, you wouldn't see an NRL team do that. that that's Absolutely not the kind not, of stuff no. they do. And, you know, that was some really innovative play that could have led to a, a pretty comfortable win for Warrington. Realistically. This is, you know, all the talk of the best of Super League's eyes up footy. And that was eyes up footy. Mm -hmm. And they, they, that's eyes up footy is what ultimately will bring Penrith down because they're so structured. They're so trusting of each other's defence and space in the field. That's what beats them. Yeah. It just didn't come off in that case. And they were a little bit rusty, but I really thought that they should have changed their tactics earlier, a lot earlier, and started running with multiple players. Yeah. Um, I also felt that in that last half hour, they had no trick shots. They, they go Even the last 10 minutes, their go-to was, let's get to Yo through the middle. Cleary's going to pop up on one of his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he can beat someone pop off the ball. right foot or pop a ball. Yeah. And that was it. There was nothing else. Mm. A few times they should have spread. Garner didn't pass the ball out to the centres who... To bring him down, that was wet. I know it was. And the young fella Cole at five eight yeah, Cole, decided to run the ball every time he touched. Yeah, it. <laughs> and he got he got some average passes out of like a few times. Clearly flung yeah, yeah, balls yeah. to him that weren't great balls in his defence, but and he did make a couple of sort of half breaks and incisions were cutting back in, against the grain of the defence. But there was m probably more than a handful of times where he should have just let the ball go and it would have been a better option mm. out wide. I thought. So. Uh, 
their back five are, are all great, great like for what they could do in that conditions. Edwards, mountain of work, Tuo, mountain of work. Tango and May both look strong and physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a dry Aussie track's always going to suit both of them oh, 100%. better. Yeah. Uh, the two big boppers in the did middle nothing wrong either. Good. And, um, yeah, the props were good. Mm. I think at the end of the day, you say Penrith. With a better team. With a better team. You know yeah. what you're going to get from them once they get back on Aussie soil. You know where you're going. So if you're looking at from a season point of view, I just... Over consistency of the, the entirety of the game, Penrith... Looked a better team, but they just didn't take our opportunities. There was two or three times where they should have easily walked over for tries, but the wrong decision was made. So, yeah, is for putting this back through the, the uh, spectrum of what we're looking at for the NRL season ahead. Just go, okay, they're Penrith, it'll be fine. I don't think there's going to be many times they're going to be running around, it's going to be three degrees, and the ground's going to be like ice. So. Exactly. <laughs> that was their biggest problem. I think the field. The, oh, yeah. the field and conditions were so against Penrith yeah. compared to the, their opposition who obviously play in it a lot more yeah. and understand what, what they need to do. But, um, yeah, just tactically didn't, didn't pull the right strings. Mm. <laughs> Probably missed Luai. Possibly. Well, might have pulled something out his ass. But well, anyway. he normally gets people to go with him as well. Like yeah. When he starts bouncing around, someone's normally following him. But Yeah. Um. What else are we going to say? Not a great deal. They'll, be, they'll come back here. Like I said, they'll be fine. I think their centres will be fine. I think... If I'm not going to go pick anyone out of the Warrington team. Mitch like Kenny <laughs> out. Joe, well, they're not going to be playing against us. Ollie's <laughs> favourite footballer, Bevan French. Yeah. Uh, can, could he have a future in the NRL? He's clever, decent. No. He's <laughs> not coming back here. You get ragdolled back here on vast, dry Aussie pitches, he'd get belted. A bit like he got ragdolled for five years before he left? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Mitch Kenny got a, a week suspension, by the way, for his um, white powder controversy over yeah, Christmas. Post so is. I <laughs> think that probably means social Peachy media posts. Plays hooker, unless they dust off Sonny Luke for a week. But or Summerton. Or Summerton. But um, I imagine Peachy's probably going to be 14 for a lot of this year. They trust him a lot, giving him a place down too, blah, blah, yeah. blah. All right. Uh, we get to 36 26, the Cowboys over Canberra. Sunday afternoon. What did you take from this? I thought Canberra were the better team for 20 minutes or so, 20, 30 minutes. Um, basically, uh, as soon as Papa Lee, <laughs> Papa Lee came off the field, the game completely changed. Um, he was going really well through the middle of the field. but um, And then from the 30-minute to the 80-minute um, period, the Cowboys' attack just dominated this game. Uh, it was... Drink water show again, getting out and throwing stupidly good cutout passes to wingers to score <laughs> tries. Um, Val chimed in once or twice, but didn't have his, his the biggest game in the world. They got the really got the roll through the middle. Um, the both the young back rowers looked really good, and Nanai and Lukey had um, good good touches. Cotter did plenty of work in the middle of the field. Um, Robson had quite a good game out of out of hooker, but um, they still got like you said, the first few minutes. So they still were. Out physical, a bit shell shocked, yeah. And uh, and even by the Raiders' backs, Tomoko, um, Asuma, those sort of blokes were, were putting in some pretty good stuff to start the game. Yep. Uh, and then they obviously changed gear the back end. Um, Thomas McKayley came back in, scored two tries. I assume probably gets a bench spot now. Looked like a completely different player. 
Looked like well, nothing I've ever seen out of him before. No. <laughs> he, had a, he had a couple of games for the Tigers where he just had some really good footwork and you look like you're going, he was going to be something. He looked like the strongest bloke in the world. Yeah. He was throwing blokes around, just dead, like big steps inside, outside people, scoring tries. Um, and he was really amped up for this game, obviously. So he's, he's determined to try and get himself a spot. So um, a good super coach pickup if <laughs> if he does end up getting half an hour, 40 minutes. But... Um, I thought Weeks and Savage were okay. They, were, they weren't great. Tomoko was easily the best back again uh, yes. and proved head and above any of the, the backs that were out on the field. Are you thinking Savage, uh, Strange has the Strange has the six spot? I think he picked up a suspension, didn't he? No, one no. Week? Uh, it was uh, no, just fine. fine. They're all okay. fine. It was, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because uh, he plays a bit more like Fogarty. So I think they mm. would prefer a running six more okay. so. Um, if they want to play the two basically like two sevens on either side of the field, and they're looking more for um, like the stability with the kicking games, they'd probably play strange. They might start weeks. I think in if, the centre until if, Chris is back. Yeah, possibly because just give him a week or two. But I think if they want Fogarty playing both sides of the field, I think weeks is a better fit. Okay. So, but if Fogarty's going to be more on one side of the field, then Strange would come in and do just as good a job as Weeks is going to do. I think I don't think you're going to get huge, you know, upside out of either of them. To be honest, uh, one's a bit more controlling and one's a bit more free flowing. If you can get the space yeah. to give it to him with his running game, but yeah, depends which style they want to go with. Yeah, no one, yeah. Ricky, you'll probably just play Strange and try to lock it down with the kicking and play into corners and play no, you know. No Just mistake, footy. Basically, but. give them yeah two of the same points of attack, yeah. um, and because he, his his kicking's quite accurate. Yeah, yeah, no, very good, and definitely looks like a halfback. Whereas yeah. Weeks looks more like yeah the running type. Yeah, relying on um, holes being provided for him rather than him, um, you know, setting it up himself. But uh, where was I? Uh, Tomoko was yeah easily the best back. Papali looked good, as I mentioned, until he got taken off. Smithies looked pretty decent. Mm. Um, and so did Mariota and Starling with their time on the field. Um, but that was probably about it for the, the Canberra side, I thought. Like, Mooney did a job, Kotrick, Holler, but they did bit pieces that you're not going to see huge amounts out of them during the year. Um, oh, Hosking was very good, especially in defence. The way he was chopping blokes down in defence. Like, he didn't get How a lot of ball. How much did he actually come on? He was on there for about half an hour. He's just a bench player. He's, it feels like he's just going to be a bench player, though. I don't think he should be, though. I know he shouldn't be. I know they've got Whitehead there, but, but I don't think so, he should but be. But I think it's just going to be his lot. I and mean, I'm sure next year when Whitehead goes, he won't be. But but his defence was tremendous. Like, I'm not no, saying no, out no, of a super coach yeah. spectrum. No, from, from a football spectrum, absolutely. The yes, way yes. that they, they needed him out there when he was chopping blokes down <laughs> around the legs. He made about four legs tackles in one set of six where he just completely stopped the play dead. And, yeah, they look very good in defence. Um, Nene, Cotter, and Nanai were all good. Um, you chuck Lolo, uh, Tom Alolo in there. I thought he had a pretty good game as well, actually. Um, Lukey was very good. We mentioned McKaylee. I thought Chad had a pretty good game. Got him around the mm-hmm. field where they needed to go. Dean was a bit quiet. Chad did a pretty good job, and so did Tuolagi. But, um, yeah, Laybutt and Drinkwater were the standouts. Drinkwater has to end up at six. Oh, it's felt as well, but felt yeah. just sort of catched him and <laughs> he was just catching passes and putting them over as the line. But yeah, Cole felt's like just a great um, 
draft winger. But Labart looked a little bit stronger. Good footwork, good pace, and he was standing blokes up and pushing them around a little bit. Yeah. Drinkwater was just all their attack But again. surely he ends up at six in the next 12 months. Did he move to Once seven? Chad and he'll be goes, six. I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. I think Chad's already, he's already either agreed to be his assistant coach or he's somewhere on that path. Yeah. And then you get Val or the young fella can come into fullback. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, they've got the, um, the, uh, the young whippet. Can't his name. Gil, um, Chester. Mm. Mm. But it, it ultimately, is this a game of a, the, a bottom eight matchup, or or can either of these be beyond that? I think the Cowboys will be sniffing around. Yeah, they've just got too much attack where they're going to blow. Even if they're behind by you know behind by two or three tries, you know that within ten minutes they can, they can be back to parity. Yeah, and yeah. Just okay. how often they can get that attack rolling is I think the the upside for their um their two back rowers as well is still massive. Like oh, Nano absolutely, I can absolutely, still be absolutely. a much better player than what he is and Lukey could be just as good. So. And throw Finna Finna Fiyuki in there. Yep. Absolutely. Um yes, agree with, with all that. Um Ruben Carter can float, you know, wherever he has to be in the middle. But the Raiders, yeah, didn't look as anywhere near as good as they did the week before. And um yeah, still, there's some question marks around the Raiders for mine. They're just who we said they were, aren't they? Yeah. One point of attack, Fogarty has an amazing... It's very hard for Fogarty to be Nico Hines in his team. They've got a pretty strong forward pack, which will keep them in a the, lot of games. They shouldn't, and they don't get flogged a lot. And and when we talk, when I talk about in previews, nothing about the teams that get flogged are the ones where the, the middle falls apart, because that's where you just yeah. get absolutely... Whereas they don't. They'll, they'll lose a bit, but they won't get towed up. And if they can fluke two or three, then cool. Yeah. Uh, coach wise seven fifty for Peter Holler. Tomoko, 45. Kotrick, 43. Mooney, 39. Cowboys, 109 to Felt. Laybutt, 81. McKayley, 81. Drinkwater, 66. And we wrapped up with the Para, 26. Titans, 16. And uh, you were very high on para, you mentioned earlier. I was very low on the Titans' defence for a big <laughs> chunk of this, but uh, credit where credit's due. And uh, you may as well take it away. Oh, well, it started with the two big boys in the middle. Um, Campbell Gillard had a day out. He was just running over the top of two for fun. Yeah. So and, yeah, yeah Paulo as well, um, off the back of it. And probably not as good as Re- Regan, but um, right up there. The... Um, they just shut down the Titans' attack as well. Like, there was a few times where the Titans did get on the outside of them, but their defence, they seemed to hold and slide, whereas they've been rushing and jamming. Yeah. And it just seemed to work a whole lot better for their outside backs. I know they're playing the Titans, and it'll be different when they're playing different teams, but it does look like they've gone and... It's taken five years. They've gone and changed that defensive pattern a little bit. So, we'll see what happens there. But... um they got a bit passive later in the game and sort of held back probably too much, and that's when the Titans started to put some points on at the back end of the game. But um, Furmore had a pretty really good game, I thought, for the um, Titans. So did Tino, but you expect that out of him. You probably expect more out of him, to they be just, honest. But for two years now, we've our fears have been that the, the back half of their – the second half of their pack is small, and they look small here. Yeah, absolutely. Tino yeah. always has his three tackles a set – Tries to hold that middle game for the Wouldn't first you, half hour. Yeah. Tino is what we get. 
I can't ride with them out. Can't ride with them out. Without Fafita, the they're, they're a small forward pack. They're running. Tino in, was running at the halves and the smaller forwards. Yeah. And, um, Cartwright just looked amazing. Like he yeah. was just running over the top of blokes, popping balls, <laughs> bashing through these smaller forwards, as you mentioned. Um, and but what that opened up, and it's what we've said this, Akita Para is offloads. Yeah. And they were just offloading. And the minute they set off and look good, they're offloading to each other. Paulo's offloading to RCG, who's offloading to one of the other forwards. And they just, they had no answer at times. Yeah. Vera looked decent um, from the Titans, but didn't put his stamp on the game. Mo had a good game, so did Randall, came on, uh, didn't play huge minutes. But um, Keeney at fullback looked okay. Uh, he got a bit nervous and made a few mistakes. and um, But yeah, physically and, you know, ball in hand looked okay. Um, defence, on the defensive side, there's a few question marks. Um, the wingers were good in attack, but, yeah, their defence, as you mentioned, was pretty poor at different times. Sammy and Carm Pereira. And AJ looked more dangerous than anybody on that AJ side. AJ was their best so, player. Like, I well, he was, you know, doing the shimmy shake in front of guys and they were terrified. Yeah. <laughs> when he, those first three and four steps, he's fucking lightning. Yeah. He is so quick over that first five or ten metres. And, yeah, if you don't grab him before he's gone. But being a bit flattered to the line actually becomes interesting. As you, cause he only, and same as and the thing, he's got Carl Pereira as well on the other side. Off, they're off on two steps. Yeah. They're gone. Like that Carl Pereira try, he had half a step on uh, the... The winner, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he, he wasn't catching <laughs> didn't him. Touch him. Um, and and I, well, I, again, trying to avoid going through too much supercoach spectrum, but AJ now very much on my radar. And I think he's a, a great call to get him there. And once you get Campbell back in this team, there's enough attack and f- no foreign as well, but yeah. enough attacking flair. You know, they're going to score 20. And they points. really did miss that organization in the middle of the field. Yeah. Tanner Boyd did the best he could, but um, there was no other option, yeah. to help him out. So uh, Weaver came on and tried a few things, put in a couple of nice kicks, but he, yeah, he's, he's not going to provide anywhere near as much as what Foran's going to in that in the way of setting up in the middle of the field. We, we, we've we, we got to see all we needed to see out of the power forwards. What are you saying about their spine? Well, um, Dylan had a pretty quiet night. Really, um, he didn't go looking for the ball too often, and um, which led to Lane, I think, having a bit of a quiet night, which mm. will, will change. Um, yeah. Most of the season that won't be happening, but um, I think they just sat back and watched Moses run the show, and he was absolutely killing it at different times during the, um, during this match. He was fantastic. His kicking game was on. His running game was good, um, and yeah, he caused all sorts of problems, especially on that right hand side of the field with um, uh, Cartwright. Him and Bryce were having were having a lot of fun over there on yeah. that side of the field. Um, Gutherson was brilliant again. Um, <laughs> kicked the back of Cog. After the sort of because the job was done here after about 25 30 minutes, so they all just sort of backed off a little bit. But, um, him and Penasini were the standouts of the, of the well, outside. It back. was the physical Penasini we want to see that we saw a couple of years ago. And at times last year, nice individual try again, yeah, throwing a few blokes around. Uh, so he's another one that hasn't quite hit where he, we thought he could, mm. but obviously can. He's only young, still can. Hopgood scored the try of the trials, I think. That was yep. a fantastic try, streaming down the middle of the field. Yeah. Scoring under the post. Um, but him and, yeah, Carwright absolutely terrorised the edges when they were out there. And um, Offie Ogden actually had a pretty decent stint. So mm-hmm. he's someone who might be looking to take up that middle rotation with those big guys in the forwards. So. Well, what do they, it depends what they do if they're 14, but they'll have Greg, Madison, and probably 
Ogden or... Yeah, that's probably it. Those three. So, good, good, great signs for Parry, actually. You've got to say great signs. Um, I, like I said, at times I thought Titans were soft and I thought they were manhandled. So that's the mm. concern. But they look fit and strong. Yeah. Which is what you're looking for more out of the trials. Than and, and some else. of these young, and tried very hard in defence. I think it just got shown up. And, you know, sometimes you're allowed to get beaten by another team as well. So yeah. um, I don't think it's dire yet, but I don't think they're anywhere ahead of where we thought they'd be. No, I don't think they've um, improved greatly from last year. Obviously, no. they still, I think they were a couple of guys down they didn't put into this squad. Yeah, like I said, four and there's so. no Campbell, no Fafita who helped the size. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Um, ticks for power. That's our oh, super coach wise. Uh, we've got Cartwright seventy nine, Hopgood seventy three, Penasini sixty nine, Gutho sixty nine, RCG sixty one, Titans, Camperera forty six, Fermo forty six, Sammy forty six, Brimson forty five. Um, Obviously left the field early for 154 run metres there. Yeah, that's our look through. So I guess we'll, let's put a bow on the pre-season, uh, having seen all of this and uh, soaked it all in and we're five sleeps away. You're thinking, let's get your top four impressions right now. Well, off the trials, I can't have the Sharks in there. I did have second at the start of the year, but I expect them to be a different team than what we've seen in the trials. Um, Brisbane's probably been close to the best. In the out of, coming out of these trials, um, I'd Parramatta would be another one that I would say would be in that top four coming off trial form, but I still don't have them in the top four. Yeah, um, if you want to be serious and want uh, the guys that I'm looking at are Penrith, Cronulla, Brisbane, and the Warriors that I think will be the top four. Okay, I'm gonna say Brisbane, Melbourne, I just forgot one, Penrith, and I've just relegated the Chooks a little bit, so I'm going to put the Warriors in fourth. I think we'll learn, obviously learn them all this week. We, um, we didn't get to see the second up, but they played, Roosters played deep in that first game, mm -hmm. and they were fine. Uh, I still think they'll be there or thereabouts. But oh, they'll I, be, yeah, they'll be, they'll be there, up But there they feel just fifth or sixth to me, so I'll stick with that. Uh, any final words? No, yeah. Until you get into the season proper and start looking at the depths of these teams when, you know, you start do having... Um, blokes that are running around a bit tired or a bit injured and all that kind of stuff, you'll you'll actually see the stronger teams come through. But um, it's only really one team that disappointed, unfortunately, and it was your guys this weekend. They looked good in the first week, but uh, this week... Indeed. Not so much. Do you like tipping, David? Yes, I do. Do you like tipping footy? I do. I love tipping football. How do you tip footy? Generally with who I think is going better at the time. <laughs> but what comp do you partake but in? But I generally... Go to PCTC Tipping Comps. Excellent. How would I find them? <laughs> On all your social media platforms. Generally through Facebook is where most of the <laughs> where <laughs> most of these comps are run. And um, this is where I should have said, "Thank God you're here" at the start. But um, yes, check out PCTC Tipping. Guys does a brilliant job. Guys has a face, uh, fantastic job. You can find it on Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. They're our official tipping partner this season. You can go and find. Uh, it's all above board, but if you sign up there, there's free and $50 buy-in. The prize pool is pushing towards three grand. Mm -hmm. uh, they pay down to seven. And there's also Champions League, also Ed Round, jackpots and all sorts of fun stuff that goes on all completely transparent. Everything's up every week. Uh, we tip through ESPN tips at the end of the day, so mm -hmm. you can see everything there. It is a great 
competition that Barney and I have been part of that in the racing for a decade now. At least. Yeah. So can't recommend it enough. Please go check it out. If you mention when you sign up and mention when you get, you get the inbox, mention you came from Fortune and Frothies, you've been cleared. Now, comp, we've got 20-odd um, people so far with zero promotion. So there's more to come. Uh, and there's definitely more to come because I've got a few contact me today. But um, go and sign up and become part of our official tipping competition this year. And we will report on that each and every week. I'll also put, uh, we'll share the links on Facebook in the coming days, but obviously make sure you do it before the weekend so you're in come Sunday. 100%. Yeah, make sure you get those tips in. We've got two games coming up this Sunday. You don't want to start with the zero with from zero, two. Zero. Exactly yeah, right. Exactly. And um, yeah, as Adrian said, not a bloke out there that does it any better than Gaz. So get amongst it. It's good community as well. A bit of banner and a bit of fun. So Absolutely. Um, so look for all of that. I think we're going to finish on that note because we've got a super coach wrap to do and we're going to preview Vegas. That's all ahead. Uh, subscribe to all our channels. Leave us some feedback if you're on watching on YouTube on the comments below. Um, share us around. And it's only a matter of time till we kick off, eh, bun? Uh, share me around, please. <laughs>